Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side. I'm your host, TJ, along with Pat. How's it going? It's going pretty good if I can uh, get my computer issues up fucking fixed. Be nice. Always the worst. <laughs> I literally fix computers for a living, so I know. <laughs> I know how it goes. All right, before we get into our main topic today, let's go into a little bit of movie news. All right, we start, start our news here with... John Wick 3 reportedly will begin filming in April, April 26th, 2018 to be specific. Exciting. So, um, as if you've seen uh, John Wick 2, you'll know that it did end in a cliffhanger um, where basically uh, every assassin ever is going to be probably out to kill him and he has to kill them first. Ah. Uh, That's pretty much all we know about the premise of John Wick 3 at this point. That's all we know for sure. Um, not much has leaked out. Um, nobody really knows what they're, how they're going to go with it, but, um, they did say that, uh, they're going to focus a little bit more on his backstory in this movie. So we're going to get to learn a little bit more about, uh, John Wick. So yeah, that could mean a little less action. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll have to see. I, I mean, you know, I, de- I definitely loved the first John Wick, and I thought John Wick 2 was still pretty good. Uh, you know, they added in a little bit more story in John Wick 2. Um, I, I am curious to see where they are going to go for 3, though. I'm wonder I'm wondering what kind of backstory they're going to get. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Definitely. But it's cool to know that they're going to be start uh, filming shortly. So. Yep. Yep. Ball's rolling. Ball is rolling. What else we got on our docket for news today uh for news we do have a new little tidbit about uh, disney's intention with their new streaming service so disney in 2019 is going to be coming out with their own streaming service which means that their deal with netflix is going to go bye-bye uh so it's awesome but disney streaming service is not designed to kill netflix coming from Mm. um someone that works in disney they said uh, i personally like netflix they got a great product they do exceedingly well in the marketplace what we're doing we're not trying to hurt or kill netflix they're trying to be a supplement they're trying to supplement which goes on to what they go on to say in this article here is basically that um you know with Disney streaming service is going to be mainly PG stuff. So they're going to have PG, uh, you know, like the Disney movies, Pixar movies. They're going to have the Marvel, um, Star Wars, all that, all those big high-end properties. But since Disney also bought out Fox, and Fox has a lot of rated R properties, such as Deadpool, Alien, all these other ones, those most Logan. likely— Yeah, Logan, yeah, definitely, are definitely going to remain— uh, most likely, like they're going to remain on the Netflix format. So the Fox stuff is going to remain interesting. Yeah. So that's what they're. That's basically what they're saying here, which is actually kind of cool because that's a good move. Yeah, that that is a, a great move. move because I think Fox has a deal with uh, HBO because none of the like X Men stuff is on uh, Netflix or anything like that. Mm-mm. It's all. I those are exclusive to HBO. So uh, with the rated R properties, I, I I think that that's a good move. So they're not out to kill Netflix, which, I mean... That's good. I mean, It still sucks I have to pay a separate fucking... Yeah, that's that does suck. <laughs> I mean, granted, I didn't, I didn't watch much of the Disney material on Netflix. Like, really. Right. I mean, I'll be real. Like, I didn't... I don't know if I watched any of it. I think maybe... Um, well, this all I think includes, maybe my fiance used it to, like, watch Moana or something, but... Right. Well, I mean, this also includes, it. like I said, Marvel... Uh, right. fucking, uh Star Wars, so mm. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Next. Speaking of Star Wars, yes. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine adds the Blade Runner twenty forty nine art director Paul Inglis. Fuck yes. I knew you'd be excited about this because I remember uh, <laughs> a couple episodes ago or was episode ago. I don't remember. The um, Oscar. One? Yeah, yeah. You were talking about just how gorgeous that movie was. It's so beautiful cinematography wise. So amazing. I mean, that's that's huge. Yes, I agree. That's that gives me a little bit of hope. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, it's um, 
There's really not much else to the story. I mean, um, that's really it. But if it says, just... according to Omega Underground, veteran art director Paul Inglis will be the lead supervising art director on the film. His previous work includes Skyfall, Blade Runner 2049, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, Children of Men, Prometheus, and Game of Thrones. Oh, Prometheus. Okay. 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 I'm sold. I yeah. am sold. So uh, this, that's good stuff, man. Like, if, if there's somebody, I, I think if there's somebody I wanted to be my art director, I'm thinking he's pretty high on that list. Right. So. Exactly. I agree. I agree. So this is exciting news for Star Wars fans. Yes. A little bit of hope. Um, I'll take it away. It uh, looks like It Chapter 2 is going to start filming this summer in Toronto. So this whole article goes on to say that, um, obviously, with the new iteration, the, they're still they're now adults in It Chapter 2. They have not been casted yet, even though they now have, uh, they now have a window for when they want to start filming it. But no one has been cast yet. Interesting. The director, Muschiet, Andy Muschietti, did state, though— because um, Jessica Chastain has expressed interest in playing Beverly. She isn't the only one who wants to see this because Muschietti, who worked with her on Mama, also thinks she's a good fit for the part. Interesting. So there's a good chance that Jessica Chastain yeah. is going to be Beverly in It yeah. Chapter 2. Um, but we'll definitely go from there. Hopefully... Hopefully, I want I want quality actors. Oh, for sure. Well, what's what's cool though is I mean I think we talked about this previously. There were several quality actors that were interested in doing this, yep. so I think they're gonna be fine. Yeah, agreed. agreed. As long as they don't fuck it up and make horrible decisions. Right. Um. I mean, I, they've they've got some talent that are you know some pretty high level talent that's interested in doing that movie. So I think they're gonna be fine. Perfect. All right, TJ, our next bit. Okay, so our uh, last bit of movie news here. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger joins Michael Fassbender for Kung Fury movie. Hmm. Um, so the sequel to Kung Fury is getting more star power with the news that Arnold Schwarzenegger has signed on to the film. He joins Michael Fassbender, who also recently boarded the project. The film is a continuation of David Sandberg's short action comedy that paid homage to 80s crime and martial arts films. So... It's interesting because, um, I mean, man, how old is Arnold now? Dude, he's very old. He's old. He's old. He needs to stop. Um, it says, Schwarzenegger recently brought back the 80s nostalgia in the Expendables franchise. That's not recent. No, it's... <laughs> That's not it's recently. Not, like it's not at all. And his, and his parts were not that... His parts were kind of minimal. Yeah, in, uh, in in those movies, I mean, he didn't. He was more a cameo. Yeah, he was more of a cameo. So I mean, I guess, I've, I don't know. I guess we'll see what he, he's gonna do with this. But um, agreed. It, it says the what else it says it here the Predator star will get the chance to put his experience as former governor of California to use as he's set to play the American president <laughs> in Kung Fury. <laughs> Schwarzenegger joins Sandberg who will be reprising his role as the titular time-traveling cop in the follow-up to his 31-minute film that was funded via a $630,000 Kickstarter campaign. That This is weird. I, I, I've i heard about this movie. I haven't seen it. I've just heard it's all sorts of fucking, like, just 80s cheesy. cliche, like cheesy. Yeah, it was one of those ones where I, like, I think I saw it. I'm like, this could be fun, but it also could just be <laughs> annoying. Like, I'm not really sure. Like, at, at what point does it become, you know what, just go watch a bad cheesy martial arts film. Right. Just... Right, I so, agree. You know, because go, go watch... I mean, and the thing is, there are actually quality martial arts films out there, too. Right. You know, go watch some Donnie Yen or some. Oh yeah. You know, like, some Ong Bak. Some Ong Bak or like the earlier ones or. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. But I don't know. So I, I guess Arnold Schwarzenegger's bored. I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> he's just. Bored. He's bored. Like I mean, he's used to be like the he was this big act. He was this big, uh, uh, you know, bodybuilder, and then he was a huge actor, and then he was a governor of California, and now he's just sort of around, like. I don't know. Right. I hear you. He's probably bored. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably would be too. Yep. I, I'm so, yeah, might so, as well. I guess I guess we'll see how that goes. If he can s keep getting roles, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So our main topic. Yes. Uh, what are we doing? Today, we are going to do our top five favorite comedy movies. Yes, I love Of this. all time. Which this is amazing. 
uh, an idea we sort of uh, came up with on the fly to do, and we realized that, man, there's a lot of stuff there is. <laughs> that we can put on these lists, so we had to narrow it down a little bit, but... Yeah. But I think, I think we're... I, th- I think we got some solid choices here. I think we do. So, without further ado, uh, Pat, why don't you start with one? All right, so let's start off on number five. I'm going to go with Office Space. Office Good Space stuff. is going to be... Yes. Good stuff. Such a quotable movie. It's great. And it's such a quotable movie, and it's such... You would think it's a boring movie, but just by, like, the title and the trailer for it, because I actually, you know, I've, I've seen the trailer, like, actually recently before we even decided to do this for it's, some it reason. does not get you excited for the movie no no not at all no <laughs> but it, it's which is so part good. of the reason i think it kind of flew under the radar yeah i mean now now everybody considers it's like it a, a classic. classic yeah yeah it's called classic now everybody knows like oh yeah office space is a great movie but yeah. like back then people were like who's gonna go see this this is right. dumb it's so funny it's just like oh you're michael bolton it's just like, why don't you just change your name? It's like, why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> very quotable. And PC load letter? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he smacks the printer around. By the so way, that good. means it's out of paper. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, they're wanting you to load letter-sized paper. Oh, yeah. It's so good. That P- PC stands for paper carriage. <laughs> Yep. Okay. We actually, where I work, we actually had uh, an HP LaserJet 2, okay, (laughs) from that era. I believe the manufacturer date on it was 1994. Yeah. And it was still running up until, I think, two years ago. Oh, yeah. And it was slow, but it worked. And that's what it said when it ran out of paper. It said PC load letter. (laughs) That's so awesome. it's it's funny. Like it's I'm like, oh my god, like this is the real thing. <laughs> right. That's amazing. That's quite amazing. But no, I and a good cast in that movie too. It was really oh, well yeah. acted. Oh, very, very much so. I like your flair. What? Your flair? Oh, they just make us wear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Aniston was actually really good in it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I just burned this place. To the ground. Just bring this place to the ground. Just, you, just, you took my red swing line stapler. <laughs> swing line, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna you're gonna have to uh, move you into the basement. I don't. I don't want to move. I don't want to move into the basement. I don't. I don't want to. You're gonna burn this whole place down. <laughs> set this place on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I don't even know if those are all actual quotes, but it's just it's like totally could be. It could be like you just. <laughs> uh, but we yeah. fixed the glitch. <laughs> we fixed the glitch. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we're gonna have to have you come in. Uh, it's coming on Saturday. <laughs> we'll be starting at the regular time so yeah if you could just get that tps report on my desk that would be great (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, tj what about you okay god this was tough to narrow narrow a couple of these down um i'm gonna have to say my number five is austin powers nice and i gotta combine the first two Okay, that's fair. I'll um, allow it. Goldmember was, eh, but like... It had its moments. Uh, yeah, it had its moments for sure, but it wasn't as good as the first two. So <laughs> I just, I, I had to throw that, I, I had to throw this in the list because it's one of those movies where it's like, it was kind of funny when you're when I was younger. Because it came out, I mean, I was, the, the first one came out when I was like 10 or 9. Right. So, I mean, it was funny, but I didn't get all of it because it's a ton of adult jokes, obviously. Yes. But, like, the older I get, the funnier it gets. Yes. And also, if you are familiar with James Bond, it's even more funny. Yes. Because there's some stuff. And um, and I was telling, I was saying this to Pat before we uh, started the cast. My favorite joke through the entirety of those two movies is the fact that they called the uh, the one henchman uh, random task because <laughs> he's just to play an odd job odd job yeah from James Bond so they call him random task I'm like that <laughs> it's so like like at first I didn't get it. I'm like why is he called random task like that's so right. weird but then I realized like oh he's just odd job <laughs> right. and he throws a shoe instead of his hat exactly like that's so 
simple yep. but so brilliant to me. That's amazing. I don't know why I think that's so funny <laughs> because it's kind of stupid. It is, but but it's so it's it's brilliant. It fits the style. It's so much. It's so brilliant, and just like I think the best. I, I think Doctor Evil is one of the best comedy characters ever created. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, just the way that character is written. Yeah. Just like he's so sarcastic (laughs) and so just like, you know, he tries to be like typical evil villain, but then nothing ever really goes right. And then he's just like pissed at everybody. He's just like, why can't we do anything right? What is going on? Like, he's like super sarcastic with everybody. Yep. Um, Yep. And I mean, this is... Mike Myers is just brilliant in those movies. I mean, the fact that he plays three characters very well. Yes. He plays Austin, he plays Dr. Evil, and he plays Fat Bastard in the second movie. And yep. he does all of them brilliantly. Wasn't Fat Bastard in Goldmember? Yeah, he's in he's in Goldmember also. Oh, okay. That's he was in both. He was both in the second and third. Gotcha. Okay. But he was a ma- he was a pretty important character in the second one. Gotcha. He was more he wasn't as important in the third one. Um Crystal but uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about those movies. They're just, they make me laugh every time I see them. Even yep. though it's a lot of dumb humor, there's some some really crude humor in them, obviously. But it's. Indeed. It's, I don't know. They're just great. What else can I say? Yeah, I agree. I'll go on. I'll go to my number four, which will be Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is going to okay. be number four. Okay. Just, it's. It's stupid slapstick, not supposed to be taken seriously at all, obviously. And it just the way the lines were written <laughs> is like like how they prepared, how they got money for the road trip and they got food. He's just like, uh, I sold Polly. It's just like, he didn't have a head. Harry, I took care of it. And then you cut to a blind kid petting this dead bird with scotch tape on its head. Oh, God. <laughs> And it's like, pretty bird, pretty bird. Polly, want a cracker? <laughs> I Dude, laughed so much in that movie. It's one of those movies where it's like, I know that's when it's really polarizing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you have to like that type of humor. Oh, yeah. You Otherwise, do. because it's like, either you think that movie is hysterical or you freaking hate it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's, it's one way or the other. I've never met a person who's like, oh, it's okay. Like never, right? It's either I I love that movie or I hate that movie. Uh, but it, it was just so just the shit that came out of left field. Like you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Ah! Yeah, <laughs> just screaming in some guy's ear. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I don't know. It's just me. And oh, he sold his dog van to get a moped. <laughs> oh right! And how he thought it was the greatest deal ever. It's like <laughs> this baby gets twenty-seven miles to the gallon. It's like two gallons worth of fuel. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so funny. It's definitely a classic, though. I mean, it whether is. whether people you know whether someone loves it or hates it, it's it's a classic for absolute sure. Right. Yep. Uh, TJ, your three or uh, sorry, number four. four? Shit, I yeah. suck at math. My number four, uh, I'm going to have to go with This is Spinal Tap. Nice. Nice. It's a classic. I mean, it's it's especially classic if you're a musician. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know that uh, especially people that are, like, actually professional musicians absolutely love that movie because they're, like, it, there's so many things in that movie that, like, that's true. Yep. Like, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> yep. But it's true. Like, I've seen people be like this. I've seen people be that stupid. I've seen people, like, just, <laughs> I've seen tours go this way. You know, I've yep. seen people just totally burn out. And it's one of those movies where it's very quotable. Mm-hmm. And the style that it was done in, I think, was pretty unique because uh, for the time because i think that was the first real like mockumentary like type. mockumentary yeah for the, fir- the first one that really took off i think so um you might be correct on that and it's just it, there's so many good lines in that movie like the these one go to 11 yeah you know, these <laughs> go to these go to like he's trying to explain to him like the amp the, this marshall amp like the knobs can go to 11 and he's just like well why don't you just make that whole amp louder and then just have 10 be the loudest and he go and then he just waits for a second and he's like but these go to 11 and that's that's it like he doesn't understand what he's 
Like, he's too stupid. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's showing him, like, his guitar collection, and he's, like, he won't even let, like, the one guy look too hard at, like, his, like, 59 Les Paul that he has. And it's, right. like, it's like, it's like, it's like, listen, it's like, listen to it. You can hear the sustain. Listen to it. Uh, I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> right. Well, well, you would if we're playing. <laughs> and, uh... And he's just like, don't, don't look at it, don't point, don't point. It must, be, it mustn't be played. It, it mustn't, mustn't be played. It mustn't be played. <laughs> and, then, and then there's other lines, and they're like, um, it's such a fine line between stupid and clever. There really is. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's such a great line. And then, um, what I also loved about that movie is that it took like actual real life things that happened to musicians and, and like, mixed them all together, and, yeah, and made fun of them, like that whole Stonehenge thing. Like, uh, it's like, oh, the model of Stonehenge is like, when does the full size get here, you know? And then they're like, no, this is it. It's this tiny little <laughs> short thing. It's supposed to be a huge stage prop that's the size of actual Stonehenge. And it's this tiny little stage prop that you can just stomp on. But I think they made the where they drew that from, I think Ozzy, I, I forget if he was solo or with uh, I think Black it was Sabbath. Ozzy. I don't know if it, uh, it might have been Sabbath. It might have been. I think it was Sabbath, but actually. But they, they actually, they designed a set, but it was actually built too big. Oh, it was the other way around. It was yeah. the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So they, they so they took that and just reversed it. Yeah. 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 I thought that was fucking hilarious. That is funny. Or then they get stuck in that those that, the or the bass player gets stuck in that one pod. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle of the show, <laughs> he can't get out. Oh, that was oh so one of my other favorite things was the uh, guy uh, or, the, or the bass player played by Harry Shearer. They go through an airport and they're going through a metal detector. Oh, yeah. And then he has like the cucumber wrapped in aluminum foil in his pants. <laughs> so like they basically force like the female guard to like metal detect like his crotch. And then she just looks at him like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? And then he pulls out like this cucumber covered in foil, and they're just laughing their asses off. Like it's the funniest thing. And it's like totally stupid. Yes. Like, like no one thinks it's funny. They're just like they're laughing their asses off because they're just so dumb. But music, it's funny. It kind of it, it does play like a like kind of give you a behind the scenes because musicians do stupid shit like that all the time, like literally all the time. I think back in the day, I don't think that much these days, but I think back in the day there was a lot of like the stupid rock star. Like I think that was a real thing back then. Right. Well, there was. I only remember this. My my brother used to work over at the JJO, and they had. Uh, five, five Finger Death Punch come on the show for, mm -hmm. like, an interview. And apparently the lead singer, I don't know his name. Ivan Moody. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah, that guy's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. No, he's really not an intelligent person. I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. But apparently to the receptionist, he took, like, a sticky note and wrote, like, on her monitor, like, will you marry me? And then Ivan. And then she was like, what the fuck is this? So, I mean, musicians do stupid shit like that all the time. Well, depending on who you are. Right. And, I mean, think back to the Pantera Vulgar videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm endorsed by Marshall. You know, Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> so, Death smokes. Death smokes. So good. Uh, yeah, but... Like you said, great movie. Spinal Tap's amazing. If it you is. haven't seen it, you you need to see it. It's one of those that I think a lot of people, um, like sort of in the mainstream, don't really know exists. Right. But it's it's one that's highly recommended. It's very good. I agree. And I there's agree. a lot of tropes that came from that movie that I don't think people realize. <laughs> yep, I agree. But all right. What you got for number three? Number three, I'm gonna go with uh, Happy Gilmore. I'm gonna go with Happy okay. Gilmore. Number three. You know, Adam Sandler back in the day made actually good funny movies. Oh yeah, and uh, Happy Gilmore was one of the one of the greatest ones. It's did Happy he did he direct Happy Gilmore? I don't know if he directed it. I I think he, his company produced it. Yeah, yeah, it was Happy Madison. Yeah, but, but I don't I don't know if he directed it. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I don't know if Happy Madison was around yet because it's named after Happy Gil Happy Gilmore and um, oh, that's right, Billy Madison. Huh. I think that's why. I don't think that he directed those. I think that he was just the actor. Hmm. Interesting. I, yeah. I mean, I think he had a hand in it, a big right. hand in it. 
I think he was like, you know, probably a producer or something, but I don't think he directed those. <laughs> but just like, just the fact that, you know, this hockey play, this failed hockey player all just starts playing golf to help his grandma out. And it sounds like a really dumb concept, but I mean, it, the way Adam Sandler portrays that character is amazing. Yeah, it's an, it's the film was done by Dennis Dugan. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, directed by Dennis Dugan. Um, yeah, it just stars Adam Sandler. I don't think he has anything to do with the production or the direction or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he didn't write it either. Maybe he should have kept oh, it. Oh, no, no, it was way. written by him. He was one okay. of the writers. Okay, so it was Tim Harley. Uh, I can't. Her- Herlihy? Tim Harley? Adam Sandler and Judd Apatow. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, definitely Judd Apatow. Definitely had a hand in it. You can tell. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it was just—it was a funny movie. It was—it was a great movie. And I—I think—I think there's a lot of movies that people forget about. And I think like Billy Madison is definitely—I mean, Happy Gilmore is definitely one of those mm-hmm. that people like kind of forget. Oh yeah, that was a really funny movie. Mm-hmm. Like him—him him getting in a fight with uh, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you ever watch the uh do you ever watch like censored movies just for the fun of it like on TV? Oh yeah, and they replace <laughs> words. Oh my god. The price is wrong, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. For so I don't know, it's just funnier that way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you suck, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> so good. No, there's there's some great lines that you like get in your home. <laughs> You too good for your home? <laughs> Answer me! <laughs> Super good. Super good. No, movie. Happy Gilmore is a classic. It's yeah. that's a great movie. For sure. For sure. Um, I'd say my number three. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up here, but I'll have to say Animal House. Nice. Always a good choice. Let's say Animal House. I gotta say, that's one I haven't seen much. Like, I've seen it like a couple times throughout my life, but I, right. I, I could definitely, I could definitely yeah. watch it again now. Oh, it's a classic, man! Like, and I'll probably forget a lot and, of the fucking lines. I believe, um, I want to say that Harold Ramis had a part in that movie. I believe he was one of the writers. Um, and man, that th- th- that's a very quotable movie. It's there's some things in it that didn't age well. Like there's no. a little, little bit of racism action going on. You know, is some, yeah. some stuff that you probably wouldn't get away with now, but I mean that's part of you know when it came out. I think it came out in '78. Yeah, want to say, but the thing is, even then, it takes place in the mid '60s. I want to say, right. So I mean, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of that racism stuff. It sort of fits the time period that the movie was supposed to be in. So well, also I, in the um, fuck I, in this day and age in the year 2018. Anything that came out like five years ago is can be f- considered offensive. Depending I, that's on true. What it is. I guess. Like I guess. Borat, you could never get away. Oh with Borat hell now. no! Nope. <laughs> Not happening. Borat barely was like passable when it came out. Exactly. Okay, like but you could not pull off Borat now. No, <laughs> never. But, but no. Anyways, Animal House is an amazing movie. Um, and John Belushi in it, huge star power. And then, oh, yeah. uh, oh, who else was in it? Um. Donald Sutherland was in it. Yes. Uh, yes. He was good in there. Other than that, there really wasn't a lot of star power in there. Yeah, I agree. It was pretty much John Belushi and Donald Sutherland, and that was about it. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, so quotable. So quotable, that movie. Like, uh, probably, I think my favorite moment in that entire movie is they— they, they take a horse and take it into, like, the school, like, you know, president or superintendent or whatever. Yeah. They, the dean. That's what it is. The dean. Yep. I can't remember the, the term. Uh, they they take a horse and bring it into the dean's office, and they're going to uh, have the, one of the new guys, uh, Flounder. Yep. Okay. Have him fire a gun. And it just says – they don't tell the guy. They, they're They're – they're sort of hazing him. They're going to act like he's going to kill the horse by shooting it. Uh-huh. But really, they just put blanks in it, and they were going to scare the crap out of the horse, so then it would, like, tear apart the office. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what happens is the gun goes off, and they expect to hear the horse, like, freaking out and jumping around, and they just hear, <laughs> and that's it. And they look at each other like, what? <laughs> and they go in there, and the horse died. And they're like... Oh, and then and then John Belushi just goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, 
I thought you put blanks in that gun. Holy <laughs> shit! There Child. were. He's like, there were blanks in that gun. Holy <laughs> shit! And like, this over and over again, and then it turns out that the horse just had a heart attack <laughs> and just died in the dean's office. Oh my god! I. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that scene's incredible. And then and these other quotes, too, where the dean says to uh, John Belushi, who's got, like, he has pencils up his nose when he's yep. talking to him. He goes, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> Actually, no, no. that No, he said that to uh, Flounder. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, he's, like, reading off all of, like, their GPAs. And he goes to uh, John Belushi, and he goes, Mr. Blue. And he looks, and he's got the pencils up his nose, and he's like, Mr. Blutowski, zero point zero. <laughs> and, and then there, another line is seven years of college down the drain. That's a classic line. Right, of course. Uh, Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And the guy looks at him and goes, Germans? Forget it. He's on a roll. <laughs> he's like trying to make this inspirational speech. <laughs> That's so good. No, oh, it, like, I need to rewatch this movie. That movie's amazing, dude. It's so funny. I know. And then they uh, they go into that bar where it's like all, it's, it's like definitely a black African-American bar. Right. And they're like, uh, we're the only white people here. <laughs> they right. And then the guy just comes up to so like, do you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> no, go right ahead. <laughs> and then they just like run. They're like, let's yep. get out of here. <laughs> yep, that was great. But oh, no, man. great I, movie. That's uh, again one that's it shows its age a little bit, but it's 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 a classic for sure. Right. Exactly. It's, it's 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 like the ultimate college comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the top for sure. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, going on to my number two, this one is going to be amazing. Wedding Crashers. Definitely Wedding Crashers. Um, funny story, I saw this in the theaters with my mom. And that is kind of a racy movie to be watching with your mom. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I honestly think Vin, I, I'm not a Vince Vaughn fan, mm-hmm. but he was awesome in this movie. He's a good in that movie. Oh, yeah. he was For so sure. good. For sure. Um so the whole point of the, obviously the movie is them getting girls by crashing random weddings. And they're like, they have like seasons for the best wedding crashing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so fucking funny. It's just so and the, and the rules of wedding crashing. Ah, oh, man, if you don't mind, I'm actually going to try to look them up and try to That's see if I can remember Vince Vaughn's fucking lines in there. Oh man. But uh, yeah, and I honestly think the the relationship between him and Owen Wilson was actually really fucking mm-hmm. good. This is one of those movies where it's like, oh, I see why Owen Wilson gets work. Right. <laughs> one of those few, you know, where it's like, yeah, it's so fucking funny. Um, wow. So obviously, rule number one: never leave a fellow crasher behind. Um, let me go back here. Oh my god, there's a whole fucking like article naming like rule 1 through 80. Oh god. There's I'm just trying to find quotes, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Christopher Walken was so dope in that movie. I forgot he was in there. Oh, dude, he's so good. And <laughs> I love Owen Wilson is talking to Christopher Walken and Christopher Walken's talking about his son and how he doesn't he can't relate to him and Owen Wilson's like, you know, give him a shot, you know, just listen why you, to what why he, you give him a shot, you know, give him a shot. Listen to what he has to say. And, yeah. and then he sees Todd, his son, uh, Christopher Walken, and he goes, and Todd just goes, death, you are my bitch lover. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Christopher Walken's like, that's right, Todd, tell that mean ocean. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my so god good and then it, and then todd gives christopher walken the finger <laughs> uh, but there's so many uh little parts like that um i thought will ferrell's cameo in there was actually really good too will ferrell i i know I, you i know you hate will ferrell I'm a will ferrell hater but he was pretty good in there <laughs> yep mom the meatloaf mom fuck fuck <laughs> Oh man, uh, let me go back. <laughs> um, no, 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 fight there. Uh, God damn it! What are some of the ways? Toast. No. 
Oh, whatever. There, there's so many fucking rules. Whatever. But the quotes of this movie are great. Oh, oh, when they go quail hunting, mm-hmm. it's just like, do you know what a quail is? It's like he's like, have you ever done this before? It's like, yeah, I've left for the past thirty years. I've known you. I've gone quail hunting every night when I whenever <laughs> you didn't notice. I don't even know what the fuck a quail is. <laughs> 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 and then Vince Vaughn gets shot in the ass. <laughs> it's so good. And uh yeah, but yeah, otherwise fantastic movie. By the way, uh, I just uh, I did look up the Wii real quick on Wikipedia and it also does mention here. Um uh, it says uh it is credited with helping to revive the popularity of adult-oriented R-rated comedies. Nice. I agree with because that. Because it actually. came out in 2005. I agree with that actually. That's, yeah, I think it was right around that time. There was a bunch that came out right around that time, like 2005, 2006. Oh my god. <laughs> right in the beginning, um because their jobs, they're actually uh marriage uh fuck, what are they? They basically help mediate the divorce process for marriages. That's their job. Their mediator, so to speak, and they were helping a couple right at the beginning, and they start the couple starts getting into an argument, and then the wife just goes, "You shut your mouth when you're talking to me." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, and Todd, the son of Christopher Walken, has a crush on Jeremy, which is uh, Vince Vaughn's character, and. Uh, Vince Vaughn is tied up from his sex acts with Gloria because mm-hmm. she's crazy and very like obsessive. But then the Todd comes in and he's like trying, he's explaining, he's like, oh, I love you. I made you a painting. And it's like Vince Vaughn naked standing next to trees. And then he's, he's like, let's play dummy sticks. And he's like, I don't want to play dummy sticks. I don't want to, do- please, God, no. <laughs> Just the way he delivered those lines during that scene was amazing. <laughs> Uh, but let's play dummy sticks. It's so fucking gross. Oh my god! Sorry, I get on a nerd rant about this, but yes, it is a good movie. Though. It is a great movie. It's deservedly on that list. Yes, indeed. Uh, my number three. Uh, I'm gonna have to wait. Is my three or number four now, or number or number two? I mean, uh, three. Because I mentioned uh. Austin Powers and Spinal Tap, right? And Animal House. Yes, yeah, so oh, this is my number. This is my number two. Yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> my number two uh, is gonna have to be Airplane. Nice. So Mel Brooks. Uh, that's, that's not a Mel Brooks movie. Never mind. Um, but it's a classic, and I believe I believe um, the directors are brothers, and I think they were from Wisconsin. They're from Racine or something like that. Oh, really? I want to say yeah. Damn. Yeah. I haven't seen Airplane in a while. Yeah, dude. Airplane. Airplane is one of those movies where. The humor is stupid. The humor is very stupid. Yeah. It's it's I mean it's 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 like low level comedy, but um it's it, but it's so well timed. The timing is what makes that movie good. And just like jokes like oh, I'm sorry, I have a drinking problem. And he just, like, every time he tries to take a drink, he just spills water all over himself. Like, he misses his mouth and just literally dumps the entire cup all over himself. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, they're slapping, or they're, uh, there's that woman who's, like, becoming hysterical because of the emergency on the uh, plane. Mm-hmm. And they all come up and they start slapping her. They're like, get a hold of yourself. Like, they're shaking her and this one's slapping this her. There's a huge line. And there's a huge line. There's, like, someone with, like, a baseball bat and, like, oh. <laughs> they're all waiting. I think... I think the nun has some sort of I think the nun has like a gun or something yep. like, <laughs> Wasn't there a meme After that whole uh, Fucking flight Fuck what company was that what airline Where they kicked the Asian dude off and Oh it was like, United Yeah it was like United customer service And it was that scene where they're slapping yeah, that woman Yeah they're slapping that woman Yeah that's exactly what that's from <laughs> And then uh, there's uh, God it's so quotable I mean and then they have like uh they they always show the control tower at the airport, and they're like going. Uh, they see like the news headline where it's just like you know plane yeah plane is doomed. Uh, passenger certain to die, and they're like passing from person to person, like reading the different like headlines or whatever. Yep. And then it goes to like the one gay dude. And he's like, "There's a sale at Pennies," and it's like <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and uh, and then Leslie Nielsen, uh, he plays the. Was it Leslie Nielsen that played the doctor? I forget. I believe it was. Because, yeah, he kept uh, going into the cockpit, like, uh, 
he think he said it three times where they're like they're gonna land the plane mm-hmm. and he goes he walks it he's like good luck you two remember we're all counting on you <laughs> like he says it before and then he says it during and then like after they've landed he walks in and he goes good luck you two remember we're both we're all counting on you after right. they've already landed <laughs> was it airplane two any good I, I remember seeing um, part of it. I remember like it was still kind of funny, but it wasn't the same. Like no. it's because I think they tried to basically do the exact same thing, but they were like going to going to the moon and like like the space shuttle thing instead. Right. I remember. I I I kept like seeing it, and I, well, not like watching the movie. I kept like seeing it in suggestions for something, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, I'm not gonna watch it. Like it's like Caddyshack two for you. I'm like, no, right. I'm not gonna. Watch I'm not that. gonna watch it. No, no. Nah, never. No, but Air- Airplane's a classic. I mean, there's a lot of people that have pulled. I mean, stuff from that movie, you know, as examples and just you know used, <laughs> just used ideas from that movie because it's it's so funny. Like, yep, it's one of those things where like if you just want to laugh, and that's it. You don't really want much of a story, right? That's pretty much it. And actually, it starts right away in that movie because the very first scene like a car pulls up to like the you know the the pickup and drop off area underneath the tunnel in the airport and the there's like a man and a woman like doing announcements over the PA and they actually start arguing with each other oh yeah like in yeah. the background like it's it that's so brilliant to me it's just like the like you know the white zone is for the loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no parking in the red zone. Right. And then someone's like the, and then the woman's like the red zone is. It says the exact same thing, but for but backwards. Right. And then like, and the guy comes back. No, the white zone is for the loading. So they go back and forth a couple of times, and then he goes, "I know what this is about." <laughs> and then and then they start talking about something else, and it's just they're having like. Like relationship problems over the PA, like back and forth. Right. It's so that that's how the movie starts. So I mean, it's it's pretty all the way through. It's it's funny. Nice, nice. All right. So for me and uh, my number one, gonna go with a Chris Farley classic. I'm going with Tommy Boy. Nice. Tommy Boy is such a good fucking movie. I it in. And Chris Farley is actually one of my one of my favorite like comedic actors of all time. Just. Because he goes all out. He went all out. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. Even his shitty movies like Beverly Hills Ninja (laughs) was super funny. Or Black Sheep. Black Sheep was... I I like Black Sheep. (laughs) just because It is a bad movie. But it's like the part... Okay, this is not about Tommy Boy, but Black Sheep, the part where they get high on nitrous... Yeah. Come on. You have to give me that scene. That's pretty good. Yeah. Row ads. Rude. Shut up back there. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Tommy Boy is classic. Tommy Boy is a classic. And I think the relationship between Chris Farley and David Spade in that fucking movie was perfect. Um, (laughs) Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? Baby. And they're fucking crying while singing the song. <laughs> and then it goes into the hood fucking coming up and they can't see shit. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Um, and, it, and it is quotable, but, oh, man, I'm trying to off the top of my head. Again, guys, we we literally came up with this. We off podcast. the cuff this for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. We did no research. So give me a moment here. No, 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 no. Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? Oh my god Rotten Tomatoes Maybe you're good for something <laughs> oh, all, Always a shut up Richard Shut up Richard <laughs> <laughs> Oh oh, the part where they ran Over the deer Yes And they put him in the back seat It's, it's alive <laughs> 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 Oh Fat guy in a little coat Knock it off that guy in a little coat. Stop it. I'm, t- I'm serious. Oh, Richard, what's happening? Rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The Also, the when he made his first sale, do you remember when he... Uh, man, I haven't seen it in so long, dude. I know. It's the... he His dad did this, like, analogy. It's like... Um... I can get a good piece of like it was something like I can get a good piece of prime rib by sticking my hand up a bull's ass, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? But he kept fucking it up. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> and, uh, it was, uh, it's like, I can get a good piece of prime rib by sticking my hand up the butcher's ass. But <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so fucking good. And he kept fucking it up the entire movie. And finally he got it right at the end. Um, or the scene where he, he's like explaining brake pads and mm-hmm. he's using the guy's desk items and he's like lighting shit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it was, Tommy Boy will always be an amazing it's movie. It's a classic, for sure. Yeah, it makes you miss Chris Farley for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and, I agree. You know, and even even more so when you realize like how little David Spade has done. Oh yeah, because they they just worked off of each other so well. Yeah, I agree. And now it's just like I mean, I, I, I mean, David Spade's done stuff. He did do um Joe Dirt, which was pretty good. Yeah. So and he's had moments, but I mean, for the most part, eh. right? You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, David Spade. I. I uh, what is that stupid one he did? Well, I mean, that's. Not, yeah. Well. Hmm. Shit. I should define my question a little bit better. Um, the one where he's like a child star. Dickie Roberts, former child star, or something like that. Oh, shit I don't was know. Terrible. I don't even remember that. Huh? Oh, it was bad. It sounds bad. You don't want to remember it. Okay. It was horrible. I, I'll forget you even said anything about it. Good. Wait, wait, what were we talking about? I don't know. Okay, then. I'm going to move on to my number one. <laughs> but my, yeah, Tommy Boy is great. Number one favorite comic movie all time for me. Easy choice is Caddyshack. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Easy choice. Oh, of course. Oh, I mean, just. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. I mean, the casting is incredible. Yep. I mean, huge comedy names in that movie. Huge. Mm-hmm. Like Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Harold Ramis wrote it. Yes. I mean, Caddyshack was so good. It's, it's, oh, and then, um, uh, what's his name was in it too? Uh, Ted Knight's in it. Ted Knight, yep. Rodney I mean, just amazing cast. Yeah. And just the lines. It's endlessly quotable. Oh, yeah. Endlessly quotable. You do drugs, Danny? Yep. Every day. Good. <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> just ain't good. Every day. Good. <laughs> but so good. No, uh, that, and I mean. Freeze, gopher. <laughs> Freeze, gopher. <laughs> misses the gopher with the gun and shoots out a light on the porch. Yep. But no, I mean, uh, that was when. Um, I don't know what happened to Chevy Chase later in his career, but I mean that's when he was like peak. Like he just mm-hmm. had that that sarcasm, like that sense of sarcasm he was so good at. And uh, uh, Bill Murray was so strange in that movie. Yeah, so strange. And because I mean he's he's always a little bit odd. Like his characters are always a little bit out there. Yeah. But I mean this character was totally different. I mean he's just says yeah. weird stuff, does weird stuff. And what's amazing is that. A lot of that movie was improvised. Yeah. Not a lot of it was. Not a lot of those lines were written. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like especially with Bill Murray and Rodney Dangerfield, those two guys, almost all of their stuff was like off the cuff. Yep, like, it was all almost improv. Yeah, Bill Murray for sure. Bill Murray improv like ninety percent of that movie. <laughs> yeah, like that whole scene where he's just like where he's like whacking the uh, the flowers. Yep, with the with the garden hoe. And he's, he's like six Cinderella story. Former greenskeeper <laughs> could win the Masters. <laughs> He's doing that whole thing like that was that wasn't scripted at all. That entire scene wasn't in the movie. It wasn't in the script, and they just filmed it. They're like, "This is just just film him, like just film right. him doing stuff." Like it's hilarious. So that they add, I mean, there's stuff like that that was completely improvised. Or I think my I, Rodney Dangerfield is my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> Should have go for two. For sure. <laughs> I Should have yelled two. <laughs> <clears throat> no, um, I mean, just the lines in that movie are so good. Where, like, uh, someone says, I can't remember what they're talking about. They're like, so what? So let's dance. And then they just start <laughs> the music and they start dancing to Journey. <laughs> like, on the. <laughs> oh, man. The Caddyshack is such a good movie. <clears throat> that it, is one. That is also another one. Like, that was obviously going to be in my uh, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so watchable. It's so, I've seen it so many times, and it's still funny. Yeah, it's I agree. It's still funny. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I, mean, I laugh every time at the scene <laughs> when, uh, when the scene where uh, the the judge— so the judge sleeps with—not uh, the judge. The, so Danny Noonan, the main character, sleeps with the judge's niece. Yeah. And he gets busted. 
So the judge calls him into his office later on, and he's actually going to give him the scholarship for college for the thing because he's actually like, all right, you know, whatever, it's fine. So he calls him in, and so uh, he walks into the office. Ted Knight is turned around, yeah. and he and so Danny sits down in the chair across from the desk, and he goes, uh, "Sit down, Danny." And he like turns around, and he's like already sitting. Yeah. And then he go, and then this Ted Knight goes like, "Jesus Christ!" Like he wasn't expected <laughs> to be sitting. And he's just like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> and then they're like trying to talk around this shit that's like on his desk, and they like keep moving their heads back and forth. And then he just like he's like at mid sentence, he just gets angry and like throws everything off the desk. <laughs> you scratched my anchor. <laughs> you scratch my anchor. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> or then, or the, my other favorite scene too that I laugh at every time is the first scene I think that Ronnie Dangerfield is in in that movie, where he goes into the pro shop oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. tonight's and then he's wearing that hat, like that super ugly white hat, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, whoa, what does this hat come with a free bowl of soup? <laughs> oh, it looks good on you though. <laughs> and then he, like rolls his eyes. <laughs> Remember, Danny, two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. <laughs> Just the dumb shit. Was that a Chevy Chase line? No, uh, the guy who played Ty Webb. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, Chevy it's Chevy, yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's just a dumb shit like that. Yeah. Like, he's trying to, like, Ty Webb is such an asshole. Like, he really doesn't know anything about anything, and he's just trying to act all deep, and he's, like, totally not. Right. Right. <laughs> No, that one, I've, my family has used that line since I was a kid. About like anytime we're watching like football, we want someone to, want a kicker to miss a field goal or just something like that, or, like, miss, or, like, watching, like, college basketball, we want someone to miss a shot. That's where we go, but, Noonan! Miss, Noonan! Uh, so good. So good. Hey, keep it fair. Keep it fair. <laughs> he gives him a bunch of money. <laughs> oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy, Baloo. Oh, oh, Billy, Billy. Baloo. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. <laughs> All right. What? Bye, Bushwood. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing because the look in your eyes was so fucking. Funny. Yeah, you have to. I if know. you say like his lines, you have to. Your eyes have to get super wide, just like <laughs> by a bushwood. <laughs> oh, so good. And he's like, "Well, we're waiting." <laughs> no, but no, oh. Caddyshack is my favorite comedy of all time, hands down. Yeah. Easy choice. Definitely, I agree. What's your number one? Uh, I already did mine, Tommy Boy. Remember, but, I went first. Oh, you did go first. That yeah, was your I did. favorite. Okay, it was. you're Tommy right. Boy. Nice. Okay, I have to do an honorable mention then. Oh, of course, we definitely have to do some. Okay, so honorable mention for me, uh, Young Frankenstein. Nice. Is uh, old Mel Brooks movie. Is made in black and white. Uh, Gene Wilder starred <laughs> nice. in it. He was the main character. He yep. played uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Yep. And uh, that a lot of people consider Blazing Saddles to be Mel Brooks's like, like top, like that's like his best movie. I actually like Young Frankenstein more. Really? And I like it because it's a little more subtle. Where Blazing Saddles is just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like it's it's like unabashed. Like it's like racist. It's like sexist it's like i mean it's just i mean at the time don't get me wrong for the time it came out whatever that's part that's part of the charm of it i get it but like it's unabashed like it's unapologetic and it's like it's funny but it's like a lot right where young frankenstein is subtle i mean it's not that subtle but it's a lot more subtle right and um i mean gene wilder is just amazing in it yeah i would agree he's so good in it and just like some of the stuff they say in there, like the thing where they have where every time they say Frau Brucher's name and like <laughs> lightning strike, there's like lightning and thunder. Every time her name is mentioned, like Frau Brucher, <laughs> there's this like there's like dogs howling and like horses like neighing and shit. Right. And yeah. uh, uh, and then I can't remember Marty Feldman. That's his name. Marty Feldman played uh, Igor. Igor. I don't remember. Uh, what yeah. Either or. Igor and. Uh, he, he gives he tells him what kind of brain he gave him he's like it's like so it's like so uh what what kind of a, what kind of a brain was that exactly that you gave me what was it was the name on it um abby <laughs> abby what was the last name of that normal 
<laughs> Abby Normal. Yes, Abby Normal. Hmm. So you're telling me that I put an abnormal brain <laughs> into my Oh, God. And then, oh, um, that's so funny. And then they do like the scene where he has like his monster, who's played by Peter Boyle, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, who later was in Everybody Loves Raymond. Yep. And uh, he uh, he has him do like this uh, like tap dance like show routine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just and like every time he makes the monster sing, it's like almost like <laughs> like every time. It comes to that singing part, and the monster's just like, rrr, rrr. Nice. Oh, my God. And then they try to lure the monster back home, and they're like, uh, Dr. Frank is, Frankenstein is playing something on this facade song on the violin, and mm-hmm. you see Igor just sitting there, like, <laughs> like waiting to, like, play his part. He's like a French horn. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, sitting there waiting to play his part, waiting and waiting, waiting. And finally comes his part, and he just goes, rrr. <laughs> and that's it. That's his whole part. <laughs> An honorable mention for me, uh, just as a series of comedy movies, uh, American Pie. Oh, sure. American Pie. I mean, it's, sure. it's not good enough to be in my favorites, but... Rubber dicks, rubber dicks. <laughs> rubber dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like, I, the first of all, the fact that the dude actually stuck his dick... He's always going to be known as a pie fucker. Oh, yeah. Jason Biggs, he's, yep. he's stuck his dick in a pie. Of yep. course he's gonna only going to be known as the pie fucker. And then, uh, you know, you have uh, Steve Stifler. You know, yes. he's oh, yeah. just the cocky asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, I remember in American Wedding, uh, which was the third one, he was supposed to hold on to the enga- wedding ring, and the dog ate them. And so he's just sitting there, like, giving words of encouragement to the dog while, while eating, like, popcorn. He's like... Don't worry. Just relax. Just release and let it flow. It's just like, will you just take a shit already? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he grabs the dog shit using a cupcake like holder, whatever you the, the paper mm-hmm. uh, the cupcake. He grabs it and then uh, what's the guy? Finch? I think his name is yeah, Finch, Finch yeah. is, is like accusing him of losing the wedding rings. He's like, no, no, I got the wedding rings. They're just in my hotel room. He's like, oh, what you got there? And he sees the dog shit. He's just like, just some chocolate. He's just like, oh, yeah, why don't you have some? <laughs> and so he's like eating the fucking <laughs> oh, dog shit. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, it's so funny. I, I, I like the American Pie series. Uh, another one uh, I have to give props to is the movie uh, Road Trip. Okay. You remember that? I don't, I don't think I ever saw Road Trip. Road Trip, it, it's, it shows its age mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's very 90s, yeah. but it, it's it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, another honorable mention for me, I have to throw in the uh, the National Lampoon's Vacation movies. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the core ones. You know, I'm talking about- Christmas. Cr- cr- you're talking about the original, Christmas, uh, European. Vegas? Vegas is pretty good, too, yeah. actually, even though we'll it came out Vegas much later. Yeah. Um, there's a line we quote from that all the time, my mom and I. Um, we always quote, is that real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Nothing but the best, Clark. <laughs> That's we, we quote that one all the time. So. Oh, my God. The best quote was from Christmas Vacation when he's emptying the septic tank. Shitter's full. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Shitter's full. <laughs> yeah, just dumping freaking, like... Sewage. sewage into the street. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those movies are classics. Always. Um, I, I got to give Stripes. Stripes is a great movie as yes. well from the same same time period. You know, I'm going to give credit here. Honorable mention. Uh, fucking son-in-law. Oh, yeah. Polly Shore. Shore. Oops, Dude. wrong button. <laughs> uh, the whistle. <laughs> uh, dude, Polly Shore back in the day was fucking, he was like a god. Yeah, he was huge. Yeah, dude. He he and his and son-in-law is still like a like it That's has rewatch movie. value. That's it's a movie. funny movie. Yeah. I don't care. I'll say it. It's a it's a funny movie. It's yeah, dude. Stuff. Polly Shore and even like Encino Man. Mm-hmm. Great movie. And the juice. And the stop wheezing the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, there's so I mean, there's so many good comedy movies that come out over the years. There that, are. I think the problem I'm having is that a lot of comedy movies nowadays are really stupid. Yeah, there hasn't been a. It's been a while since a really good one came out. Like honestly. you had said, like Jumanji. What? Like the I haven't seen Jumanji. it. Okay. 
I know Alex Alex saw it. She said it was really funny. Yeah. So I'm just going off of that. So, like, she said it was really funny, and I asked her if it was really stupid comedy. She said no, but then David's like, yeah, it was pretty stupid. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I don't want to watch it. And there's such a disconnect between, like, the original Jumanji, which was, I mean. It was had, a drama. It had, yeah, it was It had dramatic. humor elements, but it was, a, it was more of a drama. Yeah. Thing. yeah. It was it, just a good movie. It was just a good movie. Yeah. Or, like, uh, oh, another one I have to give my props to is, uh, oh, fuck, why can't I think of the goddamn movie now? Robin Williams. Shit, what, oh my god, I feel like such a moron. What? What happened? I'm trying to figure, think of the fucking movie. It'll come to me. Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't know. No, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. But, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, okay. Love me some Good Morning Vietnam. He was amazing in that movie. Man, I, there's so many, so many movies I could mention. Oh, They're so good. I mean, like, uh, we had talked about uh, Scrooged. Scrooged yes, is great. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Bill Murray movies that were real good. Yeah. Ghostbusters is classic, obviously. I think the best part of Scrooged was uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of the best parts of that fucking movie. He just, he comes into the fucking office with a gun and he's like, <laughs> 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 so good oh my god i love me some bobcat goldblade oh also horrible bosses that would be on my honorable mentions as well that is a good one. little jab little jab little jab <laughs> yeah that, th those are good um th th the interaction with those three guys was oh, yeah. is so awesome the the symmetry so was awesome. great but i mean yeah it's we could go on for days but oh yeah of course well yeah all right so uh listener mail uh, do you want to do a ad first or? Well, that's your job. You're the host. Oh, that's right. I am the host. I forgot. We've been talking <laughs> for so long. I want to give a shout out to uh, MJD Artworks, mjdartworks.com, uh, Matt Dawson. Check out his art, please. He did the art for us for our uh, all of our pages, actually, on whatever form that you're listening on. And uh, go check out his site. Uh, apparently, he's eventually going to get prints. I don't know if that's ever actually going to happen. but Probably not. But uh, keep I'm checking. Just, I'm keep under checking. I'm under obligation just to say it's possible. Keep checking. <laughs> just keep. Uh, checking. But yeah, listener mail. What do we got, Pat? Uh, listener mail. This one comes from Jeremy, and Jeremy asks, um, "Shit, why won't it open? Sorry." Now I've got the Pearl Jam song in my head, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Jeremy Spoker. <laughs> oh, okay. Finally came out. Jeremy asks. If you could pick one of your favorite musical artists to do the score for a movie, who would it be and why? Ooh, score of a movie. Um, shit. Here's the thing. Bro, well, yeah, see, th here's the thing, Jeremy. That's a great question. I honestly think it also depends on who's the director of that movie. And also the movie's about. And what the movie's about, yeah. yes. So, like, the reason why I say that is because Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails oh. does a lot of he's, work. He's great. For, he, but he does a lot of work for David Fincher. Mm -hmm. So a lot of David Fincher movies are scored by Trent Reznor, and the two meld so perfectly mm -hmm. to each other's styles. I think it depends on that. There's also people that have become movie score folks after doing, like, rock music and stuff previously. Danny Elfman was in Oingo Boingo. Right. Um, now he does tons of movie scores. Uh, uh, whoever uh, The guy who wrote Owner of a Lonely Heart for Yes, uh, Trevor Rabin. Oh, yeah. He does movie scores now. Um, he's a great job at it. Um, really? Because that song was terrible. I actually like that song. I it's not a bad song. Trevor Lonely Heart. Much better. That's that's that whole album is so well produced. It sounds so good. I just hate that song. I actually like that song, okay, but good I mean, there's other yes stuff. The older strokes. the older yes stuff is much better. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, roundabout and all that stuff. But oh, roundabout! I love roundabout. But uh, but I mean, um, uh, but there's guys who've actually gone into that. But I mean, I would say Pat, you're gonna agree with me on this one, Stephen Wilson. Oh, of course, yes. That's I mean. Who would he do, who would he score for though? Oh God! Um, if you guys don't know, Stephen Wilson, uh, not as well known as he should be, was in a prog rock band named Porcupine Tree. Was in another prog rock named Blackfield. He's um, also in No Man. Also in No Man. He's done his solo stuff, Stephen Wilson, which he's still currently doing. Which if is, you listen to Stephen Wilson's solo work, you can definitely see. Oh, this could be in a movie. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Like the Porcupine Tree stuff, not quite as much, but. 
Well, uh, depending on the movie. I guess, yeah. Blackfield, I could see some of that being in yeah, movies, some. too. But, but I mean, his solo stuff, for absolute sure. If he doesn't like a raven that refused to sing, mm-hmm. that whole record, I mean, Ooh. that's. it sounds like it could, it sounds like it is a movie. I mean, and that was the goal, I think, when he made it, but. Light bulb. Um, what if, hear me out. Okay. Stephen Wilson yeah. doing the score for David Lynch. I I could see that. Okay, I could you see. Could? I know he's a big David Lynch fan. I know he is. I could see that, but I also I don't know. I think Stephen Wilson music, music isn't quite. Well, it's no. not. It's not quite. Uh, well, know. we're not. T- you have to remember, we're not taking his catalog of songs and putting them into a movie. He's literally composing a score. Right. Oh yeah, I could see him doing a David Lynch thing. That would be pretty. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be pretty, pretty dope. That'd be baller. That would be dope. I'd say another person I could see doing movie scores is uh, Misha Mansour from the band Periphery because mm. he's actually done video game scores already. Really? Yeah. He did. Uh, I mean, he's done some heavier stuff. I mean, he's done some straight orchestral stuff already, but he's also done some stuff where it's like a mix of orchestral and heavy, like metal stuff gotcha. that are really cool. Um, like he did the Deus Ex, uh, Ex Machina. Oh, nice. The closing credits. That's him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, he also did two songs for the Halo, uh, for the Halo, uh, the big packet. You have it, the one that came out. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he did some songs for Halo. Um, so the I mean, Master I could Chief see collection. Master Chief Collection, exactly. So I could see him. Uh, I could see him doing stuff for movies too. Cool. That didn't even think about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Yep. That was a good question, Jeremy. That Thank was you awesome. So much. Yeah. Um, guys, feel free to send in your own listener mails. Please do. We are running low, as I say all the time. Which is true. So please send us listener mail cinema from the dark side at gmail.com. Do it. If you've sent in questions before, fucking do it again. It's not that hard. Just send it. You can ask me anything. I'll answer it. For real. You send, we read. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, okay. He's just like, I throw, you catch. It's not that hard. <laughs> I totally thought you were doing like Nicholas Cage no. again. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. And you're going to do our closer. I will. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side, and we hope to have you listen to the next and many more. 